Welcome everyone to another episode of Real Life Discussion with Pastor Rodney Evans. We are live at Real Life Church. We're excited to be here. We're going to continue our series on breakthrough. Everybody look at somebody and wave at them and say breakthrough. Breakthrough. Now, we've told you, and we're going to kind of set it up a little bit. If you've not been here, go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. The first one we did not tape, so we'll have to go back and do that one on YouTube eventually. But... I believe this year we're going to experience some breakthroughs in our life. Now, now, people can declare that. I can declare what I feel like God God has given me. And I told Teresa this at the beginning for the first of the year. Then I've heard other ministers say they have felt the same thing. One minister uh, went a little bit even deeper in some things. He said, 2022, the year of correction, protection, direction, and perfection in the spirit, soul, and body. In finances, churches, and governments. So they even went through a little little deeper on breakthrough than even what we had said. But there's some ministers that I listened to, and after I felt like God shared that with me, they said the same thing. Breakthrough is a sudden increase of knowledge and understanding. Don't you think we need that today? An act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restriction a military movement or advancement all the way through and beyond the enemy's front line of defense. Not just a breakthrough where you're just standing there and you see it. It's all the way to the other side. I don't know about you, but there's things that I've been praying about that I need to see a breakthrough. I just don't want to get to the edge of it and just barely step in it. I need to get all the way over in it. And a lot of us need that. And we've used our text. We're not going to go back and read it in 2 Samuel Chapter 5, verse 17 through 22, we saw that David went down to the stronghold. You know, a lot of us sometimes, well, we back up. David went to the scene of where his stronghold was. And the Lord spoke to him and told him that he was going to give him the city. He was going to give those things to him. And he named the place Breakthrough. So, here I want you to know that there's some things in your life that you need to go back and let the devil know. It's it's like a banner. It's a flag. You know, when the devil tells me like he does us all, you're not saved. I just take him back to Basin Town. Back in 1994. Around the 15th of January when I give my life to the Lord. Sometimes we drive by there when we're leaving mom and dad's. I just want to go by and see the old church. It's still there. They're not using it no more, but I just want to go by because i got a banner there. And there's other things throughout our lives that we can raise banners up. There's times that God's healed us and the devil maybe come back and try to put something back on us. And we say, no, 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 no. we got a banner already. We've already had victory on that. We've already had our breakthrough. Well, this year I believe you're going to raise more banners because I believe you're going to have more breakthroughs. But for breakthroughs to occur, you got to believe what? The people are saying, ministers and prophets and other people are declaring over your life and you got to receive it. A lot of times people get their breakthrough, then other people sit over and wonder how come they haven't got theirs, but they're not praising God to get their breakthrough. And they get mad when other people get their breakthrough, so you're never going to get your breakthrough because you're always mad at somebody else because they got theirs. When someone gets blessed or some good things happen in people's lives, I have learned to shout and worship God and thank God for what they got because I know if they got it, mine 
is right around the corner. God's working behind the scenes to make sure that I'm going to obtain my breakthrough because He doesn't love them more than me. So, so if He gives them their breakthrough, you know what? I'm going to get my breakthrough. But it's sometimes take longer because of our attitude. Come on, Pastor, you're preaching good now. But for you and I to experience breakthrough, we've got to get our expectations higher. You know, as a church and as Christians, we don't have time to sit back and think small anymore. We don't. We've got to begin to think bigger than we've ever thought before. You know, most of you sit back and daydream that this happened and that happened, and that's fine. You know, that's, you're getting your expectations up and saying, this is what I will do when these things happen. You need to begin to think about and confess what God's going to do in your life. That your breakthrough, your healing, your miracles, all those things are going to begin to happen for you. You've got, again, to get what your expectations. You've got to get excited. You've got to say, okay, now, I know this is happening for me. Don't say sometime. It's going to happen now in your life. Your breakthrough is coming. I believe we're going to experience some extraordinary things this year. Some testimonies are going to come from you that are sitting here at Real Life. Some of you that are listening to the podcast, and we want to hear those. You've got to get excited. Extraordinary means be beyond or out of the common order or method. Not the usual custom or regular course. Not ordinary, unremarkable, uncommon, rare, wonderful. In other words, don't put God in a box and say, God, I'm going to get my breakthrough, but it's going to be this way. You've already limited God on how you want your breakthrough. And one thing I've realized, usually the way I think it's going to happen, it doesn't come that way. So don't set your limit on your God. Allow your God to do whatever how He wants to do. He'll use people you never thought He would use to bring you your breakthrough if it's financial. You might need healing. You might need a relationship mended. You might need these things. But you've got to begin to expect it. Every day expect something happen. In other words, what is rare in the lives of others will begin to be the norm for us. It's just the way we live. People's going to look at you and say, how did that happen? God. God, yeah, I serve a mighty God. And everything I have is because that I have believed and I had confessed and I've got a God in heaven that loves me because I'm His child. I'm His child. Now, I had something unique happen last night. I was over here at the church. Turning on the heat for some people that like heat. I get a text. And the text says, have mom check her text on her phone. I know something about where it happened. So I get out in the truck. She's with me. I said, check your text. I said, your son texted you. The baby said, can you have dad buy me some food? <laughs> he didn't ask you. <laughs> so she said, wait, let me call him. So she calls him. Gets him on the phone. This wife's out of town. She goes, this is the baby. That's what he tells me. He's talking like a baby. 20-some years old, works for the police department, talking like a baby. 
What do you need? Can you have Dad buy me some food? He's got money. He just wants Dad. And Teresa said, how much do you need? He goes, whatever grieves Dad's spirit. <laughs> whatever grieves Dad's spirit. I said, a dollar <laughs> grieves my spirit right now. So, not only that, then I get Teresa's sister and my brother-in-law on the phone telling him what's going on. And then her sister starts speaking up. That's my baby. You give him money. I said, I'm going to have him call you. And my brother-in-law's back in the say, saying, no, 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 don't have him call me. Don't have him call me. Well, make a long story short, he got what he wanted. Amen. Why? Because he's our child. You know what? He has the money. He just wanted daddy to buy something. You may have money, but if you believe God, he'll bring more into your hands. He'll do more for you than you could imagine or dream. Well, as much as we love our boys and our daughters, because if they cause, we can do the same thing for them. I can't fathom how much God loves us. And I would lay my life down for my kids and my wife. But he already sent his son and he done that for us. So if he done that much for us, don't you think he wants to bring your breakthrough your way? Don't, he want, don't you think he wants to see things that's been rare throughout generations just to begin to happen? Why? Because that's how he gets glorified. When he does something for his kids and you testify that, you know something that will hold back some of your blessings when you've got blessed before and you're not testifying about it? Not just in these four walls. People need to hear outside these four walls what your God is doing for you. Everything I have is because of him. It's not enough just to speak it. You must believe it in your heart and you've got to believe and expect. Expecting is looking for it. My, you know, my mom's going through some issues right now. She's doing better physically. I had a talk with her when I was in that she needed to gain about 15 to 20 more pounds. She looked at me and I said, yes. Dad's doing better, so again, thank you for your prayers. His knee, he's getting some gel put in that this week, hopefully. But when they tell my mom that I'm coming, she's expecting it. And if we're coming in late and she can stay up, she's staying up till we walk in the door. Even though she should be in bed. Why? Because she's expecting it. You need to have... Even greater than that expectancy, looking for it every single moment. I mean, I'm at a point now when UPS is driving around in my neighborhood, I'm looking. FedEx pulls up, I'm looking. Why? Because I'm expecting my God to do some mighty things in my life. And I'm not going to limit Him on how He's going to do it. I'm not going to put my God in a box my breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. But how can you get your breakthrough if you've got your God in a box? That's right. I need to tell this one. Get your God out of the box. But you've limited Him. Because we said you've got to do it this way. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, if you would, please. Matthew chapter 9. Just say amen when you're there. Verse 27. Baby, you got your mic on? 
Could you please read verse 27? I'm sorry if you're listening to the podcast and you can't hear that. Just pull out your Bible and read it for yourself. Go ahead, sweetheart. This is the Amplified Version. It says, As Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, shouting loudly, Have pity and mercy on us, son of David. When he reached the house and went in, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Okay, hold it now. What did they say? Yes, Lord. Okay, do you believe God can give you a breakthrough to you this year? Yes, Lord. You need to walk around and say, yes, Lord, I believe that. Yes, Lord, I believe that. Show me your glory, Father. I believe that. Show me your glory. I believe that your word is true, Father. I believe you're asking me this question. Do you believe that I can do this? And your answer is? Yes. Go ahead, sweetheart. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith and trust and reliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus earnestly and sternly charged them, See that you let no one know about this. One translation says it this way, Do you really believe I can do this? Then become what you believe. Do you believe the Word of God is true? Then become what you believe. If we truly believe what the Word says, we're not going to lie. Our bodies are going to begin to be mended. We're going to begin to see supernatural things begin to happen in our life. The question is, do you really believe? And the only way to believe is faith come by and hearing. Well, Pastor Rodney, I've listened to your podcast five times. That's not enough. Faith comes by and hearing. You just sit back and play them over. And over and over again. Why? Because every time you hear the word, it increases your faith. You've got to really believe that 2022, isn't that, that's hard to say, isn't it? 22 will be the most extraordinary year that I've ever had in my life. It's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be supernatural. I'm going to experience more breakthroughs this year than I've ever experienced during my whole life. It's going to happen in 2022. Do you really believe what is rare in the lives of others is going to begin to be the norm for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've not even experienced what the disciples experienced because we put God in a box. But the Bible says you basically should experience even greater things than these that had walked with me's experienced. Did Jesus say these works and greater works shall you do because I go to the... Father, I don't see a lot of people doing greater works than he did because we walk around and say, we're not Jesus. You're right, you're not Jesus, but you're a child of God. Your big brother's Jesus, and he operates through you, the believer. And he says, these works and greater works than these shall you do. And we've shared this with you before. You are for signs. You are for wonders. He has set you up for signs and wonders. And we as believers have to begin to operate in what He's called us to operate in. But first, we've got to begin to get our breakthroughs. See, the greatest things that we can do is not just come in and hearing someone minister something that you might like to hear. You need that because that's how your faith is increased. The greatest thing you do is go outside these four walls and people see you being the light of the world. They can see breakthrough happening around you. I mean, I've experienced breakthrough in my life so much that I have one guy walk up and say, Pastor, it seems like everything you touch 
good things happen. Great things. You get the best deals. You get this. You get that. That I gotta be real, that's not happening in a while. I want to get beyond that. Yeah. Back to that and beyond that. Yeah. Where people will see my God do supernatural things for me. Yeah. And for you. Do you believe that God will do it for you? Yeah. People say God can do it, but they don't believe He'll do it for me. Most Christians believe that God can do all things. And He will do things in the lives of others. But they just don't believe He'll do it for them. And I want you to get this because this is very important. Small thinkers despise achievers and success of others. I love you. Look at somebody on the way back and say, Pastor loves you. But I'm going to tell you, they're talking about you anyway. Come on. If you say you're a Christian, they're going to talk about you. Why not just walk around in the blessings of God and the breakthroughs of God and let them really talk about you? Amen. Look at them. They think there's something. They got that new car. They think there's something. They're going on vacation. They think there's something because they went out and bought new clothes. They think there's something for this and that. Well, I have something. <laughs> you are too. You're a child of a king. And throughout history, childs of kings is not liked. They've walked around. And a lot of times, the king will say, hey, I'm sending you to this land. Here's the ring. When they see this ring, or they see this staff, they know that you are in charge. You're there on my behalf. People need to know that you're on this planet on God's behalf through His Son Jesus. I'm telling you, when you speak a word and believe it, hell shakes. It shakes when you speak a word through faith. One translation says it this way in verse 29. You have believed and so it shall be. You believed it. It's going to be that way. Now I've said this many times. Teresa and I have said this to each other. We are the way we are because we chose to be. I'll take another step. We are the way we are because we spoke it out. Yes, praise the Lord. That's what we did. Amen. I'm from the Appalachian Mountains. We're rednecks. (laughs) I'm proud where I'm from. I don't try to change my voice. I am who I am. So I can say what I'm about to say. Some people in the Appalachian Mountains, they don't want no better. That's true. They want to live the same way that their grandpa and their grandpa and their dad lived. But see, that's not God's best. They can live better than that and still be proud of where they're from and who they are. Quit being satisfied where you're at. With God in your relationship with Him. And, and I hate to say this, with the stuff you have. God wants to bless you. He put you on this earth to enjoy 
stuff too. Amen. Come on. Amen. That's right. As long as it doesn't become your king. That's right. Amen. And you worship it. When you begin to worship it, then that's your God. But there's nothing wrong with you going on a nice vacation. There's nothing wrong with you enjoying life as long as you're giving and you're doing what God speaks to you to do. Be quick to obey. Look, somebody say, see, he's talking pretty good right there. Turn to Acts chapter 3. I wrote this down and I'll just throw it out there. The way you are right now, you believe for it. We're the one responsible for it. Nobody else is responsible for my life but me. I'm sorry, don't... I've been around people and they blame everybody but themselves. Lord, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I want to go somewhere, but I'm not. But everybody blames everybody else. You can take responsibility for your own decision. Come on. Are you in Acts chapter 3? Let me turn there. I'm cheating. I got bookmarkers. Acts chapter 3. Are you ready, sweetheart? Verse 1 through 10. I might stop you along the way, baby. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Okay, now this is 9 o'clock in the morning. Okay? This is when this occurred. Go ahead, sweetheart. When a certain man crippled from his birth was being carried along, who was laid each day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, so that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him, and so did John, and said, Look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. He's there begging for money. Now, is he begging it for the whole family, just for himself? We don't know that. The man paid attention because he was expecting to receive what? Something. Something. And we knew it was going to be something that valuable. Something he could do something with. Correct? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, sweetheart. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have that I give to you. Okay, stop right there. Could you see the guy? He's sitting there and he's waiting. And the first thing that comes out of the man of God's mouth is, I don't have what you think I've got for you. A lot of people have got up and just, well, he wouldn't have got up, he would have crawled away. You don't have it, I'm going to the next person. Yeah. But something grabbed his attention because he stayed. Mm-hmm. He stayed to listen to what was going to be said. Right. And it was a good thing he did. Go ahead. In the use of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. Okay, stop there for a minute. I'm breaking this down. 
Now, get in your mind, this man is sitting there, and he has probably came there since he was able, throughout his whole life, doing just this. And throughout the time, people, because he wouldn't have kept doing it if it wasn't profiting. So, he was going there every single day at 9 o'clock in the morning, because he knew that's the time they were going into the temple. And he was getting money. He was getting something to live by. But that was not helping the problem. Sometimes you're praying for something you want, but it's not going to help your problem. So maybe God's going to give you a breakthrough to you, but it might be a different way because He's going to take care of the problem and just not the need. Does that make sense? Because sometimes you need the need taken care of, but you need the problem taken care of because the problem taken care of is going to take care of the need long term. That's right. That's right. Okay, baby, go ahead. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up, and at once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady, and leaping forth he stood and began to walk, and he went into the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. Okay, let's go back a little bit more here. Think about this. This man has sat there his whole life. Jesus probably passed by this man. These men of God has passed by him multiple times. But on this day, there was something different on this day. It was the day for his breakthrough. It was the day something was going to happen for him. I'm here to tell you this year is your year for your breakthrough. It's your setup time. But you've got to believe it. I can't just speak it and think it's going to happen. You've got to believe it and stand on the Word. If it's healing by His stripes, I'm healed. This is my year. This is my breakthrough. Financial. Whatever it may be, this is that year that I'm going to see this happen in my life. Lisa, you own a business. The economy don't look good, but this is going to be your year for increase. Even though it's messed up. It's your year. The Bible says he never saw the righteous forsaken or its seed begging for bread. You don't have to beg for it. Your year for your what? The Amplified Bible in verse 9 says what, babe? And all the people saw him walking about and praising God. Who saw him? Why does God want to give you your breakthrough? So people can see that God is still on the throne. Amen. That Jesus died on the cross and He rose the third day. You're for signs and wonders. You're for the testimony. Amen. And the quick thing is here, it happened. As soon as He took Him by the hand, it happened. I've got a friend of mine that the dad's passed on, but they used to sing this song. And Teresa may have remembered it. Good friend of mine, Ronnie Markham, and his dad and his family, and Jeff Markham and Connie Markham and Ronnie Senior used to sing this. And he would sing it and he would go to someone and say, I'm gonna sing the song, and I need two of you to walk up and just pick me up by the hand. Because he wanted a, a visual of this happening. He just didn't want to sing the song. I think he wrote the song. I'm not sure. I know there's some songs he did write and people picked it up. 
But this one, he would sit down while he sung it and got to that point. And then two people would walk up every now and then he would have me or someone else. But things would happen because people had a visual of seeing what God could do. I'm here to tell you, God can still make the lame walk. The deaf hear. And the dumb talk. He can still give sound mind. He can still do those impossible things. But see, the thing is, this man, as soon as he said, Silver God, I have none but such as I have, I give unto you in the name of the... What does it say? Jesus. Rise up and... Immediately. I'm here to tell you, you're going to experience some immediately this year. Some things will take a little time, but there are going to be some things that's going to happen immediately if you believe. You've got to believe. What does verse 10 say, babe? And they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement over what had occurred to him. They were filled with what? Wouldn't it be awesome that the people that know you are just filled with a wonder and amazement for what God's done for you? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, amen. I believe folk would get saved if they saw that. I believe folks would, would want to ask you, how did that happen? And you give them a testimony on, you believe God. You started this way, but look where God brought you. I believe folks would begin to want to give their life to Jesus. But see, we've got the devil over here saying, no, you don't need that. No, you don't need this. No, you can get to heaven without being healed. All that's true. But does that bring glory to God? This man could have got to heaven just like he was. But a sign and wonder occurred for people to believe. Because who believed? They were all filled with wonder and amazement. All of them. The people were filled with wonder and this was unusual. It was not the norm. This didn't happen every day. See what's going to happen in your life? People's not saw it every day. But they're going to begin to see it because it's going to be the norm. This is big hero. The religious people were not excited. When this happened, they all got mad. <laughs> Reminds me of a lot of church folk. Come on now. Religious folk will get mad if God does something for you because God didn't do it for them. But you don't know how long you've been believing for it. Don't get mad about somebody's breakthrough if you don't know what they've been going through. Amen. They may have been up in the middle of the night just worshiping God when you were sleeping and thinking you're just going to show up. And sometimes God will wake you up in the middle of the night and say, just worship me. I want to spend some time with you. Your breakthrough's coming. Just begin to worship me. Because I believe as you worship God and praise God, you're cheering on those angels that's bringing your breakthrough your way. Amen. They say, hey, he's really expecting it, is he? Look at him down there. He's not saw it, but he's dancing. He's shouting. He's confessing the word. Hey, we're coming with your breakfast. We're fighting a little war up here right now to get it to you. But we're bringing it. we got to deal with this stubborn person because they don't want to obey God. So we're going to move to another one. <laughs> and this one will do it for you. Just, just keep praising. Again, what's not been the norm is going to begin to be the norm. Guess what? They'll get mad at you no matter what happens. 
They're just miserable people in this world. Peter and John took this opportunity to tell this whole crowd about Jesus. That's the reason God wants to do your breakthrough. Not, not only because He loves you, because He wants you to tell people about Jesus. It's just not a church that you need. You know, I, I like it and I love it. You give it a little testimony before service. I said, well, it's a big testimony because any testimony, there's no little, it's a big testimony. But doing it in here is okay. It encourages us. But when you do it at Walmart, there's Teeter. Lowe's. Out where the world can hear it. I mean, I like when I'm walking through stores. Teresa looked at me looking at somebody. I said, they dress that way, they want you to look at them anyway. But sometimes you walk through and you hear people talking. And you hear some good things. Look what God's done for me. I love, I love taking a little time and hearing that testimony. That encourages people out doing what they need to do. The biggest revival is not going to happen in the four walls. It's going to happen you out testifying about what Jesus is doing in your life. That's the big revival that's about ready to come. So the whole motive behind God blessing you supernaturally Bringing your breakthrough is to bring attention to Him, not to you. You'll have it because people's going to see it. But the big thing is you're going to direct it right back to Him. I've said this over and over as I close. The only reason I can do what I do today is because of Him. I've had teachers that taught me They'll come back and say, Rodney, we want you to know we're so proud of you. We can't believe what God done for you. First time my dad came and heard hear me preach in the church, he sat in the back on the right side with my uncle. Both of them were sinners. He left. I believe they were 25 people got saved in my first revival. They sat in the back. The place was full. And I'm sitting there saying, Why? It's just me. I, I've never, I mean, I preach some. That's how Teresa and I, I really met. She saw me minister. My mom told her though, the last time she was in that she'd forgive her for coming to get me. And to tell your mom I forgive her too for bringing you. <laughs> Did she? Well, this was my first revival. And I'm saying, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just me. It's just me, your minister. Well, my dad left and he looked at my mom and said, Who is that? That's not my son. Now, playing ball is fine playing in front of thousands, but he's talking. I took S in school, so I wouldn't have to do what I'm doing. And he said, Who is this? My mom said, That's God. God's doing that. Then I find out over the process of time, the reason those crowds were there. My dad was out telling people they needed the church. And he was a sinner. He put flyers up, went and paid for them, put them out everywhere. I didn't know that. Until weeks later. The reason my uncle was there, my, my dad went and got him. He said, if I'm going, you're going. <laughs> they didn't get saved that service, but I had a lot of other people did. Now my dad preaches the gospel. My uncle's a Christian. I'm here to tell you, 
Y'all take somebody that can't do it in themselves yes. and do a miracle yes. for them to be signs and wonders. And I'm here to tell you, anybody that went to school with me, any teacher I have will tell you, Rodney's a sign and a wonder. Because we knew him when he couldn't do what he does. Now she can't keep me to shut up. Was that okay this morning? Can we pray? Heavenly Father, as we come in your presence, we thank you for all the people here at Real Life Church. We thank you for your word today, Father. We thank you that our breakthrough is this year. We're expecting supernatural things to happen in our lives. And Father, as that happens, we're going to give the attention back to you from whence it came. Father, we thank you that our faith is increasing every single day because we're hearing the word. We're reading the word. We're meditating on your word. And Lord, people's going to see you take us beyond anything that we could even imagine ourselves. But Father, during this time, we will give you the glory. We'll give you the praise for it. And Father, anyone listening today that's lost, I thank you, Lord, that you're convicting them of their sins. Lord, right now they will cry out to you. They will ask you to forgive them of all their sins and they'll confess that Jesus is Lord of their life. And they'll receive Him into their life right now. Father, I thank You for that. And I thank You for what You're doing here at Real Life Church, Father. You're going to bring the growth. You're going to do the supernatural things, Father. And we give You the glory and the praise for it today. And everybody said...